Today's daf is Ksubis daf Samach Zayin, and we are about 20 lines from the bottom of daf Samach Vav Omid Beis, Tonu Rabbanon. Today's daf is being learned, Le'ilui Nishmas Chayim Malazar Ben Yabadol Chayim, Reb Shimshin So, the topic of the previous daf was the Halachos of the Nedunya. Today's daf is going to continue on that note. It begins with a classic Sheba classic. Zopti Gemara, Ton Rabbanon. Maisa, there was a story of Rabbi Yechon ben with the great Rabbi Yechon ben Zakeh, he was riding on a donkey, v'hoyu yoytzei mi Yerushalayim, and he was leaving Yerushalayim, v'hoyu talmidav mahalchen achrov, and his talmidam were traveling behind him. This story took place, circa churben, he saw a young girl, she was gathering barley from the tzoya of the animals that belonged to the arvien. When this Riva Achas, this girl, saw the God of she covered her hair, and she stood up, and she turned to Rabbi Yechel Menzakai and said, I'm asking you to please support me, I'm so poor, look at what I have come to, to simply find food to survive, I knew to help them. Oh my law. So Rebbeich Mazake asked her, Biti, my daughter, Mi'at, who are you? On Rolai, she told him, Bas Nakdimam Ben Gorianani. I'm the daughter of Nakdimam Ben Gorian. Now, anyone that's ever learned Gittin Dafnun Vav, the Gemara of Kamsa Bar Kamsa, anyone that's ever heard anything related to the story of the destruction of the second base Amikdash knows that there were three very wealthy people that were supporting Klal Yisrael at that time, one of them was Nakdimam Ben-Gurion. So this girl said that, you want to know who I am? My father was Nakdimam Ben-Gurion. Oh, my Allah. So he asked her, Biti, my daughter, what happened to all your father's money? Oh, my Allah. She said, Rabbi, isn't there a saying in Yerushalayim that went something like this? Melech Mamoin Chaser, that if you want to sort your money, meaning you want to preserve your money, Chaser, you should give it away. You should give it to Dalk of Amrila. Some had a different Nusach of what they would say. Melech Mamoin Chesed, that if you want to preserve your money, what you should do is Chesed with it. Meaning, she was saying, my father didn't give enough Tzedakah, as the Gemara is about to discuss, and as a result, he lost his money. But then Rabbi Yochanan Zakeh asked another question. He asked the Bishal Beis Chamich Hechanu, what about your, your Shver's money? I remember that you did a very, very wealthy Shidduch. Your in laws were also extremely wealthy. What happened to all their money? Amr Lashi said, What happened was they invested together and they lost all the money. My father has no money and my Shver has no money. Amr Lashi. So then she tells Rabbi Yechem and Zakai, Rabbi, Zoharata, do you remember Keshachasamta al Ksubasi? So Rabbi Yechem and Zakai was one of the Edim. On the Ksuba. You can imagine who was Masad the Kedushan. Omalahim the Talmidov. So he turns to the Talmidov and said, I remember I was an in on the Ksuba. And this is what I read when I signed this Ksuba. She brought as an Adunya from her father's house tens of thousands and just a, a, an exorbitant amount of money. And that had nothing to do with money and toysfis ksuba that came from her husband's house. Either way, Bochar Rabbi Yechon Ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yechon Ben Zakkai 
when he realized what happened to the daughter of Nakhdum and Ben-Gurion, so he began to cry. For Omer, and he said, Ashrechem Yisrael, how praised are the Yidim. When the Yidim are when they do what they're supposed to do, there's no nation in the world that could even touch the Yidim. Not only is it not true that but to the contrary, the Yidin are now suddenly vulnerable to all the Umois. Even Umashvela, not only in the hands of the Umashvela, even in the Behemoth of the Umashvela, as Bitoy Shalnakdum, Niben Ben Gurion, had to come on simply to survive to the Sa'irim of the Glolim of the Behemoth of the Arvim. So Rabbi Yechem and Zakai, when he recognized what happened to the wealth of Nakdim and Ben Gurion, whoa, how the mighty have fallen. So what was his reaction? He cried, but at the same time he said, Ashrechem Yisrael, that Bizman Sha'isen Ritzayin Rishon Makim, the Yidin, are all the way Berum Hamailo. But when they ain't Oisen Ritzayin Rishon Makim, Moisrim Beyad Uma Shvelo, not just Uma Shvelo, El Beyad Behemtum Shal Uma Shvelo. One of the questions that everybody asks on this Gemara is, what was the Ashrechem Yisrael? Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai observes this scene and his reaction is Ashrechem Yisrael. Bacha Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai, we understand. This is a, a kindle. This is something that's definitely worthy of Bechias. But what's the Ashrechem Yisrael? And one of the Pashib Shatim is that Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai was saying was that you see that the Yidin operate outside of the Vigdarim of Teva. Because really, in the Oilam of Teva, Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai felt there was no way that this could have happened. That in such a short period of time, Bito Shalnakdim and Ben-Gurion would have became so poor that you'd be looking for Sa'irim, which by the way is Michael Behemo, in the Glolim of the Arvian. It couldn't have possibly happened. The reason it happened was because the Yidin don't operate with Teva. There's a special Hashkocha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has towards Klai Yisrael. Now, sometimes that Hashkocha is manifest in that in kol uma velashin shalatas behem, which is chutz miderachateva, and sometimes it's manifest in the idea that a kadosh baruch who's moistrum biat uma shvelo, and not only biat uma shvelo, it'll biat behemtam shal uma shvelo. But either way, on the one hand, this was very very moving, and bacher Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. But at the same time, what he recognized in this was Ashrechem Yisrael, and this goes into the idea of koral imoyed that. Tishabov is a, a moyed because although it's a day of destruction, but at the same time, what the Yid realizes on Tishabov is Ashrechem Yisrael. And David Amalekh said, Shira, Mizmar Ludavid, Bevarcha, Mipneaf, Shalom, Benoyan. The Gemara says, Kinami Bayale. Kiyodua, Rabbeinus and Ibish had said that the Shira was because David Amalekh felt that this was Shloike Derechateva. And he had a chizik in the fact that Akash Baruch Hu was, posh, pu- was punishing him, albeit outside the Gedarim of Teva. David Amalekh famously said, Shiftacha u Mishantacha, Hemoyanachamuni, that sometimes a person can get Nechamo even when things are not good. And that's Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai's reaction in this Gemara. On the one hand, it's a kinna, Bacha Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai. But then again, there's an element here of Koralai Moyed, of Shiftacha, Mishantacha, Hemoyanachamuni. And that was his reaction that in this Tishavav, in this Maisa, he saw an Ashrechem Yisrael. Either way, the Gemara asks Akasha. That is, it seems that Nakdim and Mangurian lost all his money. And the reason he lost all his money, at least from his daughter's perspective, was because he didn't give enough tzedakah. What did the girl tell Rabbi Yochum and Zakai when he asked her, What happened to your father's money? 
Isn't there a saying in Yerushalayim that says, Melech Maman Chaser or Melech Maman Chesed? In other words, my father didn't give enough stuff. How could you even say that? Then Akdimi Ben Gurion, Layavit Stalko, that Hanyi went to the Bryce of Amrol of Akdimi Ben Gurion. It said regarding Akdimi Ben Gurion, Shayotimi Beisel, the Beis Medrish, when he would leave his house en route to the Beis Medrish, Kli Milas, Hayu Matsian Tachtov. They would spread out these very fine rugs underneath him. Uban Aniem, Aniem would come, Umekaplan Oisameachlov. He would walk on this red carpet, proverbially speaking, he'd be dropping money on the floor and there'd be people behind him, he wouldn't even see who they were, and they would come take the money. The idea is he would give tzedakah he clearly gave tzedakah. So, Frank, the Gemara, how could you tell me Nakdimin Ben Gurion lost his money because he didn't give tzedakah? He clearly did give tzedakah. So, the Gemara says two terutsa. First, says, It's true he gave tzedakah, but he did it for the wrong reasons. He did it, he did it to get personal honor. And as a result, it was a problem. The Iba Yaseima, or you could say, he didn't do a lechvaydai. And it's true he gave a lot of tzedakah. However, he was so wealthy that he didn't give enough tzedakah. In fact, there's a saying that goes along with this that says, that the stronger the gummel is, the stronger the camel is, that's how much of a load you should put on top of the camel. It's interesting. If you want to make the point that a person has to give tzedakah, kefim you would think there's a makar somewhere in the Torah or in Chazal, Meiser, the makar is, there's a saying that the stronger your gummel is, that's how much of a load you're supposed to put on top of it. Either way, it's Oktimar Tanya, a b'risa, that's a postscript to this story. Amr Rav said, Erev ben Achama, a lotion of Shvua, he swore, I saw this girl, this daughter of Naktim Ben-Gurion, she was looking for Sa'irin amongst the, the horses, and this story happened in Naktim, and when I saw this happen, I realized that this is a kiyam of the following Pasuk, a Pasuk in Shira Hashirim, it says in now, Pashup Shah, what the Pasuk saying is that if Klai Yisrael, who's the Yafeb Anoshim, if you're not going to behave, if you're not going to do the right thing, you're going to have to go to the Akavim, you're going to have to go to the heels, the hooves of the animals, in order to find food for you to be able to give to your Tsoin that are grazing al mishkanos harayim, but Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Tzadik said that based on what I just saw, al tikri gedioy sayich ela gvioy sayich. I think this pasuk saying even sharper. If the most beautiful of women, if you're not going to pay attention, and this was a mashal to Nakdim and Ben-Gurion, the way Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Tzadik was teaching them pasuk, his daughter. You're going to have to go to the tzayin uri'i, not as gedioy sayich, as gvioy sayich, for your own guf, your own neshama, your own existence, for you to have food. Forget about to have food to give to your animals, but for you to have food for yourself, even that's something that you're going to have to do. Either way, this Gemara is a classic, and in the raid, we're going to come back to it. But for now, we have some Gemara to learn. So this next Amid Gemara, really from here until the Mishnah, is going going to return to what we discussed in yesterday's daf, and that is when a woman brings money from her house into her marriage, what's known as unadunya. So that dollar amount, whatever it was, was transcribed, it was written into the ksuba. However, it wasn't always written dollar for dollar. Now, as we'll see, sometimes it was written dollar for dollar, but in most cases it wasn't. Number one, if she brought cash, she brought dollars. So then the way they would write it in the ksuba was 
at 150% of whatever it is that she brought. In other words, she's bringing $1,000 into the ksuba. The ksuba says that in the event that the marriage is terminated because either he dies or because he gives her a get, he's going to be a chroy to now return that money. How much is he going to have to return? Not $1,000, but $1,500. It's what in the words of Chazal is known as a shlish, meaning because the odef, that extra $500 represents one-third of the gross amount. But really, it's a 50% increase. So you're going to have to get 50% more of whatever it is you took. What happens if she brings nechassim? What happens if she brings metaltalin into her marriage? So then it works the opposite. Then what they would write inside the ksuba is they would write that she brought nechassim and the amount that they would give it would be 80% of what it was really worth. So if it was $1,000 worth of metaltalin, they would write that she brought $800 worth of metaltalin. Why? So Rashi in uh, the Mishnah said that there's two reasons for it. And it's two reasons that each of the reasons in and of itself is a reason. And in some cases of metaltalin, one of the reasons will apply. And in other cases of metaltalin, the other reason would apply. Rashi says there was certain metaltalin that just with time would wear and tear. It would depreciate in value. As a result, if a woman is bringing that type of metaltalin into the marriage, even though right now it's worth $1,000, but we assume that with time it's not going to be worth $1,000 anymore. And as a result, we come up with some sort of guesstimate and we say that it's going to depreciate 20% over a certain amount of time. And that's what Chazal said should be the Hizchaivist, that you're going to have to give $800, you're going to give 80% of what it was, not the full dollar amount. Another reason said Rashi, why sometimes this would be the appropriate course of action is because the derech often was at the chasana, they would do the kriyas ksuba and they would talk about how much money the woman brought. It wasn't a boilerplate ksuba. Every ksuba was different. And the simchas chasen the kala, to make this kala look good that she brought all this money in and to make the chasen look good that, wow, he did azashidach. So what they would do is they would inflate the number a little bit. And it was understood that they would inflate it. Now, they couldn't inflate the cash because that's just shek of a chazov. But what they could inflate is something that's totally in an assessment. So they would say, okay, this, it's $1,000, that was $800, whatever, it's $1,000. So where there was a little flexibility, where there was some great area for them to inflate it, that's what they would inflate it. So the bottom line is, is that if a woman brings cash into a, a ksuba so they would write it at 150% of what it was. If she brought metaltalin, they would write it at 80% of what it was. Why? For one of two reasons. Either because it depreciates, which is true for some metaltalin, or because of the fact that they would exaggerate its value, which was also true for some metaltalin. Either way, the halach is they would write it at 80% of what was stated that it was really worth. Now, what happens if you have metaltalin that doesn't depreciate? And also, it's something that everyone knows what it is. So you can't, like, make up a number. So there, they would actually write it dollar for dollar. Meaning, even though we didn't see this in yesterday's daf, but it's obvious, it's intuitive, and we're going to see it very much in the daf right now. So, it's true, sometimes it's 150%, and sometimes it's at 80%, but sometimes it's actually dollar for dollar. So really, it depends on what exactly it is. With that little bit of an introduction, we have an Ahmed Gemara that's going to continue on this note. Zok the Gemara. Amr Rav Shemen Barabba. Amr Rav Yoichanan. So Rav Shemen Barabba send the name of the great Rav Yoichanan. If a woman brings gold into the marriage, how do you write it in the Ksubos? Shaman Oisai. We assess it. And we 
right in the Ksuba, dollar for dollar, whatever the Shuma was. Now, there's Machoik is Rashi and Toysfis, what exactly this gold is. Rashi says, Zohov, Chatichoy Zohov. Sounds like bars of gold. Toysfis says, Pirish Rabbeinu Chanano, the Bekli Zohov Mairi, Kigoin, Nizom and Vitabois. We're talking about gold jewelry. We'll learn the Gemara, the way Rashi learns the Gemara, and that is we're discussing Chatichoy Shalzov. So said Rabbi Yochanan, if a woman brings Chatichoy Shalzov into her marriage, so then when they would write it in the Ksuba, they wouldn't inflate it, and at the same time, they wouldn't either depreciate it. Now let's just explain it. What would be the reason for it? They're not inflating it because it's not cash. At the end of the day, it's not Mazumin. Mazumin is written at 150%. Chatichay Zav is not. But at the same time, they wouldn't depreciate it either because number one, gold does not wear and tear as we're going to see. So there's no depreciation when it comes to Zav. And as it relates to the Shuma, it's not something that they were able to artificially exaggerate and the reason is everyone knew what it was worth and being that everyone knew what it was worth it's a commodity it has a a fixed price and as for that reason there really wasn't any flexibility so what it ended up being was it's one of those exceptions to the rule that nishtahin nishtaher it ends up actually being kishavi the price says that zohav gold is like we're probably means that Zohar is like Kalim that are made of silver, the Paxi, that, that depreciate in value. And because they depreciate, the way you write it in the Ksuba is minus 20%. It's a Kashan Rabbi Yechim. It says, like a Kalim Shal Zohar, the Loi Paxi. It means that it's like Kalim Shal Zohar. Kalim Shal Zohar is Loi Paxi. And that's exactly what the Bryce is saying. Rabbi Yechim and Zalacha. That Zohar is like Kalim Shal Zohar. And Kalim Shal Zohar is dollar for dollar. That's another exception to where it's dollar for dollar. And Zav is also dollar for dollar. Incidentally, one of the rayas to Rashi's pshat, Toysus asks this kasha as well, that if Zav means jewelry, so Zav means Kalim Shal Zav. So what does it mean? Kalim Shal Zav, I like Kalim Shal Zav. The way Rashi learns, the way we're explaining the Gemara, that Zav means Chatichoy Shal Zav. So it's very good that you have a Bryson now that says that Chatichoy Shal Zav, I like Kalim Shal Zav. But either way, that's what the Gemara says. So Rabbi Yechelen said Chatichoy Shal Zav, we assess it Kishavya. The kasha was, we have a b'risa that says it's like kalim. Kalim usually depreciate, and as a result, we would assess it at 80%, or meaning we would write it in the ksuba at 80%. So, that's not what it means. It means it's kalim shows off. Kalim shows off is loy paxi. So, if it was kalim shows off, it would be dollar for dollar. Chaticha shows off is like kalim shows off. But the Gemara says, im kain, if what the b'risa means when it says hazov, areu kalim is kikalov shows off, kikalov me boyle. Shouldn't it have said grammatically kikalov? Kalim is impl- would imply a little bit that we're talking about something else. Zav harehu kikalim. If it means kalim shal zav, zav harehu kikalov. It's kali, meaning bars of gold are like kalim that are made of gold. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds a little bit that zav is like kalim, the more commonplace kalim, which would be kalim shal kasev. So that's the first kasha that the Gemara asks. So again, Rabbi Yochanan said, zav The kasha was from Abraiso. Hazav hareyu kikalim. And the Gemara assumed that what does it mean kikalim? It means kikalim shal kasev. And for the Gemara, no, it means kikalim shal zav. What's the Gemara's ha'ara on that? We're going to get back to it later on the Yomid. If that's what it means, it should have said kikalov. Kikalim sounds a little bit kikalim so really, we have a kasha from a brisa. For oy, not a kasha, tanyo, zav kalim. The brisa says, like the previous brisa said, zahav is like kalim. Din rei zahav. 
coins that are gold, Harayim kicks off, and that's like regular money. So regular money, 150%. Din Zav is money. It's also at 150%. But we need is the ratio of the price. Zohav, Harayu Kikel. Shem Gamliel, Shem Gamliel said, this that we're saying that Din Zav is kiksofen, is bemakim shenagu is only bemakim where we act, people actually use it as money. Meaning you can use zahav, but if it's in a place where the minigid shaloyla fartam, where it's very hard to exchange the gold coins for cheaper coins, so people don't really use it, it's not so evil as then then we assess the kishavyan, and you're going to put it in based on what it's, regular, what it's worth. So again, we have a b'risa that has a reisha, a seifa, and then it mentions Rab Shimon ben Gamliel. The reisha is zav is like kalim. The seifa is din zav is like cash. Rab Shimon Gamliel said, If you're in a place where the minig is that it's hard to be over l'soicher with din zav, then harayhem b'shavyon, we assess it at its value. Says the Gemara, Rab Shimon Gamliel, what's Rab Shimon Gamliel referring to? Now when you read the b'risa, the way we read the b'risa is, Rab Shimon Gamliel is referring to the second halacha of the b'risa. But the Gemara says, Ima seifa, if itaka means the seifa, v'chal the tanakama, sabra fil v'mokm shenagu shaloy l'faraton, would that imply that the tanakama is arguing with Rav Shem and Gamliel, and he holds that Din Rezov is treated like money, even in a Makoim, where the minig is that you can't really use it, where it's not over L'Soycher, you can't use it. And if it's not something that could be used as cash, it shouldn't be treated like cash, and it shouldn't be at 150%. i just explain this a little bit. I mean, it's obvious, but just to state the obvious, and that is, why is cash booked at 150%? Because the assumption is that it, it was something that you had very readily available. So if you wanted to invest it, you could have. And by you now giving it to the, your husband, there was opportunity costs, and we have to compensate you a little bit for that. But that's only for something that's like mizumin. It's not something that you can very easily use. But if you have your money tied up in din rezav, and it's in a makayim, where it's difficult to exchange that, then as a result, it shouldn't be treated like... So there's no way there's a machlaikis Rav Shimon Gamliel and the Chachamim regarding that point. So if Rav Shimon Gamliel is commenting on the same it would imply a little bit that the Chachamim argue with Rav Shem Gamliel, and it can't be. So the Gemara says, Elulava Reisha. L'chur, you have to say Rav Shem Gamliel was referring back to the Reisha. Okay, so how do you make Rav Shem Gamliel work on the Reisha? We do a little bit of surgery, and we ask Akasha. What the Reisha said was, Now, what does Kalim mean? We don't know. My Kalim, Kalim Shalkasev. What it probably means is Kalim Shalkasev. And if it means Kalim Shalkasev, what's the Loch of the Reisha? That Zohov, where Rashi learns Chaticha Zohov, is going to be booked at 80% of, at, at what it's, Really worth because that's what you do with Kalim Shalkasev. And that Rabshim Gamliel, Rabshim Gamliel argued, and he said, I disagree. I think Zav is treated like Dinran Shel Zav in a Makam Shenagu Shalaylafartan, in a place where you can't exchange the Dinran Shel Zav. What's the halacha of Dinran Shel Zav in a Makam that you can't exchange it? It's not at 150%, but the Gemara also assumes it's for sure not less than 100%. It doesn't depreciate, then there's no Shuma over here that could be exaggerated, LMI, what it probably is, is dollar for dollar. Now, if it's dollar for dollar, so then it's Reb Shimon Gamliel that's saying that Chatiche Shalzov is dollar for dollar, but the Chachamim are arguing, because he's coming to argue with the Chachamim, and obviously the Chachamim hold that you treat it like Kalim Shalkasim. So the Gemara is basically saying, I have a price that says Zov HaReo Kalim. Now, I don't know what Kalim means. It can mean Kalim Shalkasim, it can mean Kalim Shalzov. But if it means Kalim Shal Kesef, I have a Havana in where Abshim Gamliel was commenting. If it means Kalim Shal Zav, I have no Havana where Abshim Gamliel was commenting. So Zakti Gemara from 
the fact that this is Rav Shem and Gamliel, and I can understand Rav Shem and Gamliel if he's arguing with the Reisha, if Kalim means Kalim Shal Kasef, so that's the Chayra Raya, that Zav is like Kalim Shal Kasef, and if that's the case, it's a Kasha on Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said that Zahav is Bishavya, Lachura, you see from this Brisa that it's Kekelem Shal Kasef. Now it's just worth mentioning that what you see from this Brisa is that the Chachonim hold it's like Kekelem Shal Kasef. Rav Shem Gamliel is clearly arguing, and he's saying that it's Kedinrin Shalzav and Malkim Shenagu Shalei which means it's Keshavya, which is really Rabbi Yechanan's Zalacha. So this Kash is an interesting Kasha because we're asking Rabbi Yechanan from a Brisa that's a Machlokes Tanan, and we're asking from one of the Tanan. Rabbi Yechanan could maybe hold like Rav Shem Gamliel. So we're asking Rabbi Yechanan from the Chachamim. Maybe Rabbi Yechanan holds like Rav Shem and Gamliel. So that's an obvious question that you have to just speak out in terms of the Cheshbon of the Gemara. But the Gemara says like this: Really, it's not furish anywhere. In this Brisa, when it says Zav Kekelim, then it means Kekelim Shal Kasef. Loilam, I'll tell you, it means Kalim Shal Zav. Now, what was the Kasha? If it means Kalim Shal Zav, so then what's Reb Shimon Gamliel commenting on? Meaning, if it means Kalim Shal Kasef, we understand Reb Shimon Gamliel. But otherwise, we didn't understand Reb Shimon Gamliel. Why do we understand Reb Shimon Gamliel? Because if he's arguing on the Sefer, then how could it be the Chachamim disagree with him? What did the Sefer say? That Din Rezav is like money. Rav Shem Gamaliel said, only if it's over L'Saycha. Only if they're Nagul L'Fartam. What, the Chamim don't agree with that? So, it can't be he was arguing on the Sefer. That's what the Gemara thought. And if he's arguing on the Reisha, then Islam has no Havana, unless Kalim means Kalim Shal Kasef. So the Gemara is going to say, no, really Rav Shem Gamaliel was arguing on the Sefer. What was the Kasha? If he's arguing on the Sefer, so what? It's his Chiddush that if it's Nagul Shaloi L'Fartam, that you don't treat it like cash and you don't book it at 150%, you mean to tell me the Chachamim argue with that? Morris says, no. Everyone agrees that if they're Nagul of Farton, you would treat it like Mazuman, and if they're not Nagul of Farton, you wouldn't treat it like Mazuman. So what's the Machlaikis? An in-between stage. Udenafki al The was where it's something that you could use, but al So you want to use Din Zav, you can use it, meaning it's treated like gelt, but only this is the The held that din rezav is kiksofim even when it's only nafki al Because at the end of the day, you could use it. Umar sover. Reb Shimon Gamliel said, nafki Being that the only way you can use it is al So therefore, it's not going to be able to be used. That's what Shimon Gamliel means. If it's not. The minik lefartan, even if it is the minik to be able to use it all day atchak, that's not enough. You need that it should be something that you can easily exchange and easily use. It's only then that it's going to be okay. But the Rav Shimon Gamliel is arguing on the safe, and as a result, this has nothing to do with the ratio, and this is not in any way an insight as to what the word kalim means in the ratio of this price. Or you could say again that Rav Shimon Gamliel is going on the safe. What's the problem with saying Rav Shimon Gamliel is going on the safe and implies the Chachamim argue? There's no way the Chachamim argue. So the Gemara says that although when you read the Mishnah, at first glance it sounds like there's two shitas in the Brisa. When you read the Brisa, it sounds like there's two sheetas in the Brisa. Really, it's not two sheetas, it's only one sheeta. Kulu Rav Shimon Gamliel, it's really all Rav Shimon Gamliel. I, it's not. We do a little bit of surgery. Zahav harehu kikelim. Zahav is like kelim. Din rei zahav harehu kikelim. So far, so good. This is where the surgery is. But medvarim amurim, when is this true? Ben makim shenagu lefarton. When do we say din rei zahav is like kesef and that you have to add 
50%. That's if the minig is lefartan. You can use it. You can exchange it for different money. It's something that's over lefartan. But if the minig is lefartan, shamanoyson, varehin bishavyan. Then we'd make a shuma and we put it in dollar for dollar. Who said that? Divrei Rab Shimon Gamliel. Sher Rab Shimon Gamliel. Why, America? That was Rab Shimon Gamliel's halacha. But makam shenagul shalay lefartan, shamanoyson, varehin bishavyan. And bottom line is, is that really it's all Rab Shimon Gamliel. There's no machlaikis. And Rab Shimon Gamliel is the safer, nothing to do with the ratio. So what's the bottom line? The bottom line is, is that Rabbi Yechanan said that if a woman brings into her ksuba, chaticha yishal zav, shaman oisai vareyu kishavya. And the Gemara asked, really, what is two prices? First price, it was a very, very short price. It says, hazav hareyu kekelem. The Gemara assumed, what does kelem mean? It means kelem shal kasef. Or so maybe it means kelem shal zahav. Or so then it would have said kelev. We really have another bride says the same thing. Zahav areu kikalem. Again, kalem sounds like kalem shalkasif. You can tell me it means zav, but then it should have said kikalov. Now that brisa was a much longer brisa because there the Gemara thought there was a mafurish raya from the brisa itself, from Rab Shimon Gamliel, that it means kalem shalkasif. That was knocked out. But at the end of the day, we still have two brises that say zav areu kikalem. And if it means Zahav, it should say Kelov. Hence the next words. So, I hear you made the whole Rapshim Gamliel part of this daf work. At the end of the day, if Kelov means Kelov shows up, it should have said Kelov. And it doesn't say Kelov, it says Kelov. So, if that's the case, I think I have two prices, not like Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon said, I have two prices that we treat like Kelov Shakasa, which means that we reduce it by 20%. And it says Kasha, which means I hear, right? No, no, I hear. At the end of the day, maybe Kalim means Kalim Shazav. This is, we're not knocking out the sugya over there. Iba Yaseim the Gemara says, or you could say differently. Meaning, if this really bothers you, there's another eights over here. Maybe the Brysa, and really the Brysas are talking about something else. Could be it's talking about thinner slabs of, of gold. So Rabbi Yechon was talking about Chatichai Zahav. Bars. It's talking about something that's a little thinner. What's the difference? The difference is Rashi says that as it relates to these things, they are with time gonna wither a little bit because it's a little more fickle, and as a result, that gets depreciated. Ravashi Yama Ravashi said Bimamala. It's talking about dust. Gold that was really, really cut very, very thinly. The bottom line is, Rabbi Yechon is talking about Chatichay Shalzav, and this is describing different golds, golds that Taka will lose some of its substance with time, and as a result, it was treated Kikalim Shalkasev, that's why it was depreciated. So the bottom line is, we have three truths to the Kasha. Rabbi Yechon said Chatichay Shalzav is dollar for dollar. I, two prices that says Areo Kikalim. Which sounds like Kalim Shalkasaf. One terrorist really means Kalim Shalzav, I Kalov, Nunu. And then the other two Tiritsam are either we're talking about the Hava Pricha or we're talking about Bimamal. If this couple that's getting married lives in Antuchya and she's bringing Besamim, the Antuchya Besamim into her marriage, Harein kicks off him. Those Besamim were very overlooked. As a result, they were treated like money. I mean, they were treated like money. It's written at 150%. Camels from Arabia. A woman is going for Parna. What does Parna mean? She gets the extra third, meaning she gets that 50% more whenever the Ksuva comes there. Clothing that came from a place called Machsi. Also, even though it's metalclin, but it was mamish like cash. It was over the soich. Um, Rapapi, honey, saki the rudio, sacks and rudio, the ashley the kamchunio, and ropes and kamchunio. You should go to the parnamehem. There are two the same aloch. Um, Rava, 
Rav said, not Allah, I mean, I used to think, Hani Arniki, the Mechusa, the Arniki, literally, these are Rashi, Kisin Malay, boys, old school. So these are Mamash suitcases filled with money. So Hani Arniki, the Mechusa, Isha Goyva Parna Mehem, a woman could be Goyva Parna. Now, up until now, what does the word Parna mean? Rashi said, Rav Ashlish. So Rashi says here, this Parna means something else. This word Parna means something else. Talk about tricky, right? Mamash, you have the word Parna mentioned six times in four lines, and the sixth time it has a whole different meaning. So Rashi says that we know the halacha is that when a woman collects her ksuba, she can only be goiver from karka. She can't be goiver from a taltalin. But these arniki, the mechuza, was treated like karka, and she, became, and she could be goiver. My time, what's the reason? So Rava said, asmachtayu alayu. Because I believe that when a woman goes into a marriage and she knows one day she's going to want to collect her ksuba, so she's so mechtas to be able to collect the ksuba one day from this arniki, the, the Zuzi. And being that she has smichas das for it, it's treated like karka. So this is not for now. But the reason that ksuba you can only collect from karka, and really when it comes to halachas of creditors and debtors and balei karka has a lot of prominence. The reason is because the, loy, the malva was always so mechtas that one day when he's going to collect, he's going to collect from the karka. He can't be so mechtas on something that's metalton because it might not be here tomorrow. But karka is so mechtas. And that's why ksuba is only nigvis from karka. So Rava said, I used to think that this arniki de mechuzah, women are probably so mechtas. I guess he had to be there to fully appreciate this. And therefore, the woman could collect the ksuba. She can get the parna as in the ksuba from it. But what I observed, said Rava, was the shaklil who that as soon as a woman collects her ksuba, if soon she gets this this Arniki, this uh, this kiss that's full of money. You know what she does? The first thing she does is when she sees a, a piece of land, she buys the land with this. I mean, I realize that really her real smichastas is on Ara. Yeah, she takes this, but you see that she's not comfortable with her assets right now. This is her whole Ashiris. Her whole wealth is sitting in this Arniki. She doesn't want it to be an Arniki. She wants it to be Ara. But her right, the minute she sees Ara, that's what she goes ahead and she does. So I realize that my Cheshman is not a good Cheshman. And as a result, a woman cannot collect her parna. She cannot collect her ksuba from this arniki. So the next part of the daf is a lot lighter. We're going to have a, another classic coming in. And then tomorrow, again, we're going to start the daf with a classic. And really, the remainder of the daf is going to discuss halach is related to an adunya. That's the segue. But immediately pivot and deal with halachas of tzedakah. So one of the important tzedakah sugyas in Shas is in Perak Metziah Saisha, and it's the Gemara that we're going to learn now, and the Gemara that we're going to learn in the beginning of tomorrow's daf. So when you think of the sugya of tzedakah, really the first place your mind should go is Perak Ashutfen, the first Perak in Masechtas Baba Basra. There's a lot of different Agada there that talk all about the inyanim of tzedakah. But obviously tzedakah is a very important inyan, and it's discussed in, it's discussed in many places in Shas, this Gemara that we're about to learn is one of the very critical Marmakoimas, specifically from a halachic perspective. So, Bava Basra is a little more Divrei Agada. This is more Divrei Halacha. If somebody is, marries off his daughter, stop. Meaning, there was no arrangement regarding the father has a responsibility to give it the beer minimum 50 Zos. So, we've been talking about the minimum of Aksuba, 100 Mosayim Zos or Ramana, right? But here you have the, the beer minimum of what the Nadunya has to be, it has to be in a minimum of Chambishim Zos. Posek Aruma. Let's say the Mukhatanim sat down and this man is not giving any Nadunya. Meaning, 
The arrangement was that he's not giving her a thing, meaning mamish nothing. So says the Mishnah Chiddush. The husband can't say meaning I understand that when I get married, I'm going to have a chi of ksus she'er ksus anoyna. So I'm going to have a responsibility to make sure that she's dressed in a very back cover to go away. So he says, okay, fine. After nursuin, right? That's when the chi of she'er ksus va'oyna go into effect. So that's when I'm going to give her what she needs. You can't say that. The husband has a responsibility to be mechasa her while she's in Arusa to make sure that she's going to be able to come to the wedding looking like a Bas Yisrael, looking in, a, in, a, in an appropriate way, meaning she's going to come bakovedik, she's going to, she's going to have what a, 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 any kawa needs to show up to a wedding at. Now this is really, really a very big chiddush. Because it sounds a little at face value that we're being mechayiv the husband, a chayiv ksus, which is really not something he has until lach and But that's not Pshan and the Mishnah. Pshan and the Mishnah is not that he has a chayiv ksus now. Pshan and the Mishnah is, is that it's understood that this woman is going to have to come in a collar gown. She's going to have to come appropriately to her wedding. Now, ordinarily, it would be the father's chayivus. This father is not shtelling to. But when you agreed to marry this woman, despite the fact that he's not giving his daughter an adunya, then by definition, you agree to take care and make sure she has whatever she needs to come to the wedding. So it's not mitzad the chiyuve ksus of sher ksus That doesn't happen until after the nesuin. But it's, it's a separate arrangement because part of your agreeing, posak lach nisa aruma, means they both agree to it. And if you were okay with this arrangement, then included in that agreement and that consent was that you're going to take care of her and make sure that she has whatever she needs for her wedding. Here's the pivot. So the Mishnah, that just like we're saying that if somebody is Masias Bitoi, so too if somebody is marrying off of your you should make sure that she has the Nadunya. And if there's money in the kiss, which means the kiss shall tzedakah, if the tzedakah fund has enough money, then you should give more than chamishim zuz, then you should give her whatever she needs. This that the Mishnah said, that Amasiyah spite istam la yifcha islam mechamishim zuz, and Amasiyah si yisoyim la yifcha islam mechamishim zuz, these zuzim that we're referring to are the zuzi pshiti. What were the zuzi pshiti? So Rashi says, zuzi medina, which was one-eighth of the Zuzi Tsuri. We saw this in yesterday's time. So Mara says, how do I know that? Because it says in the safe that if someone's marrying off you should give at least Chamishim Zuz. And if there's enough money, then you should give even more. Give the Chamishim Zuz. I mean, on my kiss. Now, Chazal, when they were Mepharish, this mission, said, what does the Knesset mean? Amar HaChab, HaChab, said, Arna Kishal Tzadok, it means Tzadok, and Avi, so Godait Chamishim Zuz, Mamish. If Chamishim Zuz means the bigger Zuzim, it doesn't mean the Zuzi Medina. It means the Zuzi Tsuri, which is eight times the value of the Zuzi Medina. How much are you supposed to give her? What, you should give her even more than that? Meaning, Chamishim Zuzi Pshiti is a small amount. Oh, but the Chamishim Zuzi Tsuri, that was a big amount. So Abaya said that if it means Chamishim Zuzi Medina, then what do you mean if there's more money available? Like, how much money are you supposed to give her? It must be the Chamishim Zuzi is Chamishim Zuzi Pshiti, which is a small amount, which is like a Bediyeved. And that's what we're saying. If there's enough money, if we can afford it, the fund that is, then other Abba, then you should go ahead and you should give her more money. Tan Rabbanu, Yosem v'Yosem v'Shabal Lisparnes. Yosem and Yosem, they both go to someone who's about stalker, and they're asking for Parnasso. They go to the Gabbite stalker, and they need poshed food. Rashi says, Mezoinus. That's what the word Parnasso means. So, Mepharnas and Yisai Yisayim. Well, if there's enough for only one, we give the Parnasso to the Yisayim. Well, the Achakach Mepharnas and Yisai Yisayim. 
And only afterwards, if there's enough money, do we give the yasim. So the girl has kedima over the boy. And the reason is, because if the yasim and the yasim don't get what they're requesting, what are they going to have to do? What's plan B? They're going to have to be chayzer al it's more appropriate for the boy to do it than for the girl to do it. And as a result, we have to be more sensitive to the girl because the other option is a lesser option for her than it is for him. What happens if a boy and a girl are coming? They're not looking for mezoinus. They have food. I mean, they're not going to have to be chayzer al But at the same time, they're looking for money to be able to get married. So the Allah is masimin asay If there's enough for one, first we give for the yasayimah. Only if there's extra masina asayasim do we give the yasim. What's the reason here? This has nothing to do with being chayzer al because they're not being chayzer al That they're doing for mezoinus. The reason is, because it's more embarrassing for an Isha not to be married than it is for an Ish, and therefore we're more sensitive in this situation to the predicament that the Yasim is in than we are that the Yasim is. Tanu Rabbanit, Yasim Shabalisa, a Yasim that comes to get married. So clearly, you see that the Gaboy Tzedakah used to take care of this Yasim. So what they do? Seichon bias. Number one, they would ding a shteib, right? They would rent the house for him. Umatzin mita. They would give him a bed, the whole clay tashmisha, and all the basic necessities that you need. And afterwards, they would take care of the chasana. So, number one, they didn't just take care of the chasana, they set him up first. So, soichin loy bayis, matzin loy mita, the whole clay tashmisha, and afterwards, chasana. Shenema de machsoire yasha yachsaloy. It's going to have in the parish of Tzedakah. It says, kifasoyach tiftach is yotkaloy, the habit habitenu de machsoire asha yachsaloy. So, you have to take care of the oni, and you have to give him de machsoire. Asha Yechsal, it says the Gemara, they machsoir is a habayas. Asha Yechsar is a mit of a shulchan. Loi zu isha. The word loi means isha. Vechein loimer esa loi ezer kenegdai. I saw the Achreinim say that the Gemara says gimel dvarim marchivin daitoy shaladam. Bayas na, kelim na, the isha na. So these are the three things that Chazal darshan from they machsoir asha Yechsal loi. They machsoir is a habayas. That's a bias. Asha Yechsar is mit of a shulchan. That's kelim. And then loi zu isha. That's the the isha. You see from here that if somebody comes requesting stockers, you have an obligation to be mafarnasim. But you don't have an obligation to make him wealthy. So you have an obligation to take care of him. You don't have to make him into a gvir. We learn from here, that if this person needs a sus, and he needs to go in style. And he needs an Eved Loritz Lefanim. He needs an Eved that's going to be running in front of him. Even that is included in De Machsar. If that's what this person needs, then that's what we give him. Amru Allah about Hilal Azakin. It was said regarding Hilal Azakin. That there was once an Oni that had grown up very wealthy. And now he was an Araman. So he was used to living a, a very high lifestyle. So Hilal Azakin took care of him. And what did he do? He got him a Sus Lirkevalov. The Eved Loritz Lefanim. So one time Eved he couldn't find an Evet to run in front of him. And he himself ran in front of him. Three Milam. We're going to get back to this in the raid as well. There was a story with the people that lived in the Galilee. This was an Armando. Been accustomed to living a certain way. And now he was coming on to the Gaboy Tzaka. And they took care of him in the way that he was accustomed to be taken care of. So what they did for him was, every single day they would get for him a litra of basa. So the Gemara says, litra brasa, my ravusa. Meaning, we weren't there, but the Gemara seems to think that's not a big deal. Like, everyone has a litra basa. 
that's a story? Like, it sounded like there was some shock value in this Misa. Like, what's the greatest story over here? I'm a Rafuna Rafuna Senna. What it means is Litra Bas Michel Oifes. It meant Litra Bas of Oifes. That was already more Choshev, and that's what was the point. Maybe it means Litra Bas Mamish. The Litra, this leader, quote unquote, wasn't the amount of boss, it was the amount of money they needed for the amount of boss that this person had. So he was sitting Kesuda Shloim Abishaita every single day. It was a litra of Gelt that was used to buy bus. That's a lot of bus. Ravashi said the story was a little different. It was a small village. And what happened was, is they would shecht an animal every single day for this person. Now the rest of the food went to waste because they didn't know what to do with it. And that was the Chiddush of the Maisa. True, it wasn't so much food. That wasn't the point. But the point was that even though it was in a Kfar Cotton, Afal Pikain, this is something they did. They felt it was an honor to be and it was something that was necessary. Once somebody once came to Rabbi so this was an Arman, and he came to Rabbi for Parnas. He said, Rabbi Parnasani. So Rabbi Nechemia says, What do you usually eat? Amalei. He says, Me. The boss is Shomain. So I eat fatty meats, for Yai and Yosh, and I drink aged wines. So Rabbi Nechemia said, Listen, I hear that's very nice, but that's you know not on the menu tonight. But if you're interested with I'm happy to drezich with you in that dosh. I'm eating lentils, and if you want, you know, I'm happy to give you some lentils. So the Gemara says this guy had no choice, he was partially starving. So Gilgal Ima Badashim, he ate with him lentils and mace, and he died. Omar from Nechemia said, you woe to this person that was killed by Nehemia. So the Gemara says, meaning woe to this person who died. But Nehemia should have also said woe to himself because Nehemia sounds a little like he killed him. He gave him a dashin. This person couldn't eat a dashin, and he mamish died from it. So the Gemara says, "No, Reb Nechemi didn't think he killed him because he felt He didn't think he was achray. He said this person set himself up for this kind of situation, and he was achray for his own death. He wasn't taking any responsibility for that." Who Somebody once came to Rav. Rav asked "What do you eat?" He eats mamish the best food. He told him, "He says, I understand you're coming on to the tzibur." have your own money, but you're coming on to everybody. Like Mecha Tesi, the Olam has to support this lifestyle. Amalese, he told him, Atu well, you think, Rava, that you're supporting me? He came with a good shtickle Torah. He had a great sales pitch. And Rava's cheshben, he came with a whole shot. With a whole lumdus. He said, it doesn't say, Every single yachid, every single person gets whatever he's supposed to get. As this conversation is happening, Rava's sister arrived. Rava had a sister. He hadn't seen her for 13 years. And all of a sudden she comes and she brought dinner. So Rava says, you came with dinner. You didn't have to, right? So what did you bring? Exactly what this person asked for. Omar, he said, I can't believe this just happened. I was wrong. I sinned towards you. This is what you're used to. I should have given it to you. I shouldn't have asked any questions. The biskerech, this is a simon from Shemayim, that you're right. What happens if the Gabbai Tzadokah, they're aware of someone, he's an armed man, he's Ainloy, but he doesn't want to have to come on to the Tzibor. So we have to try to get creative now to help this person. So nicely l'shumava. What they do is they give him money l'shumhalva. The chayz of a nice l'shumatana. They say, you know what? Just borrow it. No problem. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. And then 
they end up being Moichel alone, and like this, he ends up getting what he needs to get. Divi Rameir. The Chomer and the Chomim say, no, just the opposite. You give it to him as a Matan. And then afterwards, it's Halva. Again, this person doesn't want to take Tzedakah. So give it to him as a gift, and then convert it into a loan. What do you mean? I, the whole point was he doesn't want to take a matana. Well, my rubber says, no, I know that. What the Chama meant was, meaning Rameir sounds like he holds that if you know there's a person that's in life, any rights of the spirit, so the first move that the Gabit Stalker should make is they should reach out to him. Are you interested? You know, we have these loans now, low interest, interest free at the Iskach. You want, you can have the money. That should be like the initial ask. The Chachamim say, no. The first thing you should do is you try to persuade him. The first encounter should be try to pressure him a little bit. If he doesn't want to, then Avada, you Let's say this person has, but he doesn't want to take his own food. Meaning, he dafka wants to come on to the tzibur. What we do is we give it to him as a matan. He wants to talk no problem. And now we come back to us. This is just the opposite. Here, we give it to him as a matan, and then we take it back as a loan. If you're going to take it back from him, let's say you're going to give it to him, and 30 days later, you're going to ask for it back, so he's never going to take food from you again. So really, you didn't accomplish much. You gave him a few meals, but that's it. What it means is we keep a cheshman. We have a ledger, and we know one day, whenever there's an opportunity after he dies or proverbially speaking we're going to go after him under Shimon and Reb Shimon said someone that's a yesh like any rights in the sparnes ain't this gokin like we don't stout suit to this guy ain't like any rights in the sparnes what if he doesn't have it he doesn't want to be in the sparnes then we ask him for a mashkin then we give it to him Kadesh's so you should feel good about it. Meaning, not that we need his mashkin, but we want him to feel like it's a real loan. Meaning, Rav Shimon holds like the chachamim, that we loan him the money, and then we're Michael the loan. But we want him to get the sense that this is a real loan, and the way we do that is by requiring a mashkin. Tanur another price that discusses the same halacha. It says in the Torah that if an arman comes, you should open up your hand towards him, or loan him money. Havit means halva. Havit havitenu de machsoya sheyach so you should give him whatever it is he needs. Snok the gemara. Havit says she ain't live any rights in Spanish. When it says havit the first time, it means you loan money to someone that doesn't have and he doesn't want parnas. So what do you do? You give him l'shom halva. Then after you convert into a matana, like we just said, tavitenu. What's the second loan? Says she yesh loiv ain't any rights in Spanish. This is someone that has, but he doesn't want to use his own food. She noisel l'shom matana. We give him as a matana. But then ultimately we come and we collect. It back. So again, it says in the Torah that there's an Indian of have tavitenu, lending tzedakah. Not giving, but lending. Right? Usually you give. This is a little different. This is lending. So why double lash? And why have tavitenu? Because there's two types of people that you would be lending tzedakah to. There's the one that's ain loy veni rights and the one that yesh loy veni rights The ain loy veni rights you give it to him as a halva It's like this, he shouldn't think he's taking tzedakah, and then you moichel it. The yesh loy veni rights Baroness, you do just the opposite. You give it to him with Matana, that's what he wants, and then afterwards you collect it big time and you take it from him. But Vaiter, it's Tavitenu, ultimately it's all. So one of them looks like a loan on the front end, and the other one is going to be a loan on the back end. As I have Rabbi Yehuda, the Chachamim, the Chachamim say, Yeshlev, any rights of the Spirenes, in the Skokan, like that was Rabbi Shimon. The Elamani, Mikhaim Tavitenu. So if there's only one situation of a loan, what's this Havi Tavitenu? According to Rabbi Yehud, it's Kishmak. One is the Aimloi, one is the Yeshloi. So what's this Havi Tavitenu? It doesn't mean anything. Meaning, it's not something that we necessarily darshan in Halacha, but rather, it's Dibra Torah Kalashim Adam. And as a result, we can't learn any Halachis from here. 
exhale. So just two ha'aris related to today's daf and the Bezus Hashem tomorrow. We'll get back into this. There's just so much here. But just two ha'aris related to today's daf. One related to the classic Gemara in the beginning of the daf and another one related to another classic Gemara that we had towards the end of the daf. So the Gemara began with a b'raisa. Maisa he was leaving Yerushalayim, his Talmudim were behind him, and he sees a young girl who's looking for food, literally from the Tsaya of the Behemoth of Arviyim. As he got closer, this girl saw that Rabbi Yechem and Zakai is approaching, she gets up, she covers her here, and she says, Rabbi Parnaseni. So Rabbi Yechem and Zakai asked her, tell me, Biti Basmiyat, who are you? She said, me, I'm the daughter of Nachdim and Mangurian. Yechem and Zakeh said, Nachdim and Mangurian, he was one of the wealthiest people in the world. He said, how's it possible? Like, what happened to your father's money? And she said, isn't there a saying that says that if a person wants to preserve his money, he should give tzedakah? No, that's what happened. He said, what about your shver? They invested together. And they lost everything. So the Gemara asked that it sounds like from this story that David Mangurian didn't give tzedakah. Is that true? The Gemara brings a b'risa that talks about the incredible surroundings of how David Mangurian did give tzedakah. So how could the Gemara say he didn't give tzedakah? He's a chedid. And the Gemara said two teruts. One teruts was that he gave tzedakah, but he gave a lechvoidai. The other teruts that the Gemara said was is that he gave tzedakah, not lechvoidai, and he gave a lot of it, but he didn't give enough. The Marsha in on this Gemara asks Akasha. He says, it sounds like from this Gemara, in the first territory of the Gemara, that although Naktim Ben Gurion gave tzedakah, and it sounds like he gave enough tzedakah, but being that Lechvoida Yehuda Ovid, being that he gave the tzedakah for personal reasons, he gave it to attain honor and covet, so it's for that reason he lost his money. As if to say, if somebody gives tzedakah and he does it for the wrong motives, he does it shaloy lishma, quote-unquote, then that tzedakah is nisht tzedakah. Fake the marsha, how could you say that? He said, I have two places in Chazal where it's before it's not that way. Both are very, very well known. One is, the Gemara says, if someone says, sell a zut litztok, amenasha yichibni, harezet tzadik gomer. Now that person's giving tztok a shaloy lishma. Now there's a famous toysfiz in Rosh Hashanah, daftalin, and in many places in Shas, but toysfiz says, harezet tzadik gomer, it sounds like that's the spitz. Like the spitz is to do shaloy lishma. Ay, al tiyo kavodim amashamshin nesarav amenasla kabu pras. El tiyo kavodim amashamshin nesarav shaloy amenasla kabu pras. So toysfiz addresses that issue. But the Marshal's asking a more pashta kasha. He's saying that for sure it's okay to do it, Shalai Amanas, or Amanas the Kabapras, because at the very least, I raise it's the Gomer. Now you want to know why it's the Gomer? Good Tosis talks about that. But for sure it's okay. It's Zichit Staka. So, Frank the Marshal, if it's Staka, then you see when it comes to Staka, there's no Indian that it has to be. Lishma, that it has to be, it has to be Lishma. And if there's no wind, that it has to be Lishma. So, Frey Toysfis, who cares that it was Lachfoyda Hudiyavid? At the end of the day, he gave Tzedakah. Another cash of Frey Tomasha is we know Chazal say that a person is not allowed to test the Ebishta. Right? You can't say Ebishta, really. It's true that if I do mitzvahs, I'm going to be rewarded. I'm going to do a mitzvah, let's see. But there's one mitzvah where you could. And what is that? Meiser. Discussion if it also means Sadaka, but according to a lot of Achroinim, it means Sadaka as well. And if that's the case, Rekta Marashav, another Gemara where it's clear that you can give Sadaka, and certainly Meiser, Shaloy Lishma. So, Vasach the Gemara, Lechvoidai Hudi Yafid, at the end of the day, he was someone that gave Sadaka Shaloy Lishma. 
And you find if someone gives stock, it's okay. Not only is it okay, I raise it sad gomor in Rashonad Abdalit and Bechanuni Nabazais in Tainestav Tess. So was zokte gemara that bechvoyde hudiyavet. So Mashos is a very big chiddush. The Mashos says that maybe you have to say there's a nafgamina between someone that gives sedaka for covid versus someone that gives sedaka stam shaloy l'shma. Stam shaloy l'shma like amanashi yechibni bechanuni nabezayis is okay. But maybe if it's lechvoyde, it's going to be different. And the Mashos says there's a precedent to be mechalik between shaloy l'shma. Meaning you find the Chazal that not all shaloy l'shmas were created equally because we know already the Chazal say lo'ilam yasagad b'tayr mitzvah shaloy l'shma shemitay shaloy l'shma ba l'shma. And then Chazal say that if a person does Torah Mitzvah Shalei L'Shma, Noyach Loi Shalei Nivra. And Tais has to cash it throughout Shas. And Tais says there's different levels of Shalei L'Shma. There's a Shalei L'Shma where you don't have the best motives, where you're, you're not to the Nefshachayim Shardalit. But then there's a Shalei L'Shma where you have like an evil motive, where you're doing a Lakanta. You want to learn so you could be able to be an Ibuchachim, right? That's a Shalei L'Shma that's Noyach Loi Shalei Nivra. But either way, Marsha says, you see already this Chalukim in the world of Shalei L'Shma. So maybe, being that this Chalukim in the world of Shalei L'Shma, maybe L'Chvayda who the other when it comes to Dach is different. And that's Pshad in this Gemar. After the Marsha says this piece, he goes on a little bit of a Musr Shmuz. Ayin Sham, it's Dvarim Kashim Kigidin. But he says that, Bavay Nesenu Arabim, I've seen people, they give Tzedakah and they do it for the wrong reasons. And he says, not just that, he said, even the money that they earn, that they're giving Tzedakah from, is Nish Kasher Gelt, Kugoyin Gezel Akum, Ayin Sham, it's Dvarim Efor Samim. Masha does this sometimes. This is one of the places that he does it. But here's the punchline. I saw Dover Nifla, and that is, the Chsam Seifer, to one of his drushes, asked. He says, I don't understand why the Marsha decided here to give a drosh, a, a drosha and a Musa Shmuz about Gezel Akim. I mean, Marsha Mamish gives a Musa Shmuz about Gezel Akim. So what does Gezel Akim have to do with anything? I mean, it's a Vichting of Musa Shmuz. But what does it have to do with this sugya? I mean, you want to talk about giving stalker Shaloy Lashma? That's the Mokim. But the Marsha literally goes on a whole arichas over here where he, where he talks about this Indian. He says, V'rabim b'dayr hazeh, mekapsin oisher, in different ways, k'gzeilas oivik oichavim, and then they give, what does it have to do with this sugi? As I freak the Chsam Soifer. So the Chsam Soifer says, a dover nifla, v'ruyin advarim l'misha armam. Listen to how he prefaces it. He prefaces this shtickel by saying, that the Yeshloi Madover Godel Diber Hanovi Maharsha Zatzal. The Novi the Maharsha was saying a Dover Godel. And this is based on a Gemara, another classic, and this Gemara is in the Sechdis Tainis. That you test some of base. I think it's Kedai to go through the Gemara. Tonu Rabbanim. Pam Machas. Olu Kol Yisrael Regal Yerushalayim. One year, all the Yidden went to be Olu Regal Yerushalayim. V'loi Hoyla Maim Lishtas, and they had no water. Halach Naknim Ben Gurion. Naknim Ben Gurion went Eitzel Odoi Nachad. He was very very wealthy. Amaloi. He went to this Odin. He said, Halveni Shteim Esrei Mainois Maim Lo Olu Regalim. I want you to please loan me. 12 minois mayim, 12 wells of water, for the other regalim, and I'm going to repay it. If I can't repay it, I'm going to give you back instead a crazy amount of money. Now, he didn't have any water. This Odoinachad had storages of water. And as a result, he said, listen, cash I have, but water I don't. I want to borrow, borrow the water, and if I can't repay it, I'm going to pay it back to you in, in money. The Kabbalah's man, and they agreed on a time. Kimmich Yehiz man, when the time came, and it hadn't rained yet, the Shachas in the morning, so this Odin sent him, he said, right? Give me either the money or give me the, the water. Well, it's not Shkia yet. 
Mashkia. The day is still young. But Tzmarayim Shalach, in the afternoon again, he sent him, Shagali, Oymayim, Oymayim, Shalach, Shalach, Again, the same thing. Shalach, Oymayim, told him, Adayin, Yishli, Shalach, Shalach, there's still a little bit of time. But Mincha, Shalach, Loi, Shagali, Oymayim, Oymayim, Shalach, 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 Adayin, Yishli, Shalach, this guy started laughing. He tells him, he says, really? You think, the whole year it didn't rain. All of a sudden, now there's 15 minutes to Shkia. You think all of a sudden, now it's going to rain. So this Adlin Echad, he went into his base Amerchis, went into his jacuzzi, and he went as Oibah Simcha. As this Adlin was entering his base Amerchis, he went into the base Amerchis. He put on a talus and he started davening. He said, he says, you know, I didn't do this for my own covet. I did this. There should be water for the oil regal. Miyad, as he said these words, all of a sudden there were clouds, the yarduk shalim, and it rained so much. Until the 12 wells, they all filled up with water. Not just that, there was extra. As this Odin is leaving the base of Merchitz, left the base of Mikdash. And here was the big encounter. turns to the Odin and he says, I'd like some change because I gave you more water than I was supposed to give you. I must say this was impressive. And clearly you have a shtickle in because Nebuchadnezzar was on your side. But you still lost the bet. So why did I lose the bet? Because look up, the sun had already set. It was after Shkia. And because it was after Shkia, it was already too late. And all the money that came down, it all came down in my resource. So he went back into the base of Mikdash. Please make a sign. Show this Adon. Show that you have people that you love in this world. All of a sudden, the clouds suddenly dissipated. And the sun came out. Then already, when the other realized he really lost the bet, he said, But unfortunately, I couldn't make it happen. We learned that You want to know what Naktiman's real name was? Here's the rest of the story. His name was Buni. So if his name was Buni, why was he called Naktiman? The reason is because he was Zoycha Shenikter Acham Said the Chsam Soif, and you have to be the Chsam Soif to say this. This is epic Shabbat epic. He said this Maiso was Niflodik. And Naktim Mangurian goes down, that's Naktim Mangurian Shenikter Acham In fact, the next Gemara, Shloisha Niktam Olehem There were three people that had this Moshe Rabbeinu, Yeshua Ben Nun, and who's the third person? Naktim Mangurian. Talk about being in good company. Right, so this is what Naktim and Mangunya was able to pull off. That the MS says it was wrong. It wasn't Oiskahalt and Choshem Mishpat because the Emes is Kvar And because it was Kvar that means Naktim and Mangurian really lost the bet. And if he lost the bet, he should have paid up. And it's true, he davened for a miracle and he was Oichet to a miracle and he goes down as one of the Shloisha Shenikdalam Chama Bavuram. But at the end of the day, he lost the bet. And the Chsam Soifer says, if you would ask me, this was Gezel Akum. He gathered for this Adon. 
Now he did it with Cheshbonus and the Ebishter was masking. There's no question in the world. Oh, but Gezelachim it was. And he said, the Marsha didn't want to say this. He said it. And he threw it into this shtickle because when he spoke about the takeaway from Nagdim and Gurian and what ultimately caused his demise, which he said was the fact that he gave Tzedakah but he gave it for the wrong motives. And he threw in there that people are and what does Gezel Akum have to do with Nagdim and Gurian? The Teretz says it's this Maisa here in Tainus, that from that story you see that Akdimim Ben-Gurion himself, on some level, was Nikshal in the Indian of Gezelakum, and it's for that reason he mentioned over here Gezelakum did the Masha. That's the first R. Second R is, we'll move a little quicker, and that is, so the Gemara Amabez told said over the Halach of Deimach What's the Halach of Deimach So when someone comes with stalkers, so you have to give him Deimach Zoyrei Asher Yachzolai. So the Gemara, what does it mean, Deimach Zoyrei? Afilu Sus Lukavolov, the Eved Loritz Mufanov. So the Gemara says, Omru all about Hilul Azokin. They say regarding Hilul Azokin, Shalokach lo Oni Ben Toivim, Echad. He once took for an Oni Ben Toivim, Sus Lukavolov, the Eved Loritz Mufanov. He once took for this Oni Ben Toivim. They gave him, he gave him a horse, he gave him an Eved Pamach. One time he couldn't find an Eved Laritz Lafanov, the Ratz Lafanov Shloisha Milam, and he himself ran in front of this person. He ran in front of Shloisha Milam, meaning that's how much he took care of this person. Rabbi Chanan in Kaivet Shiurim asks a great Sakasha. He asks, We all know the halacha. We read it today in Laning. It says, By the mitzvah of Ashavas Haveda, but it also says, Vehisalanta. And from the Hisalamta we learn, Pamim Sha'ata Masalin. There are times that you're allowed to be Masalin. I mean, there are times that if you're walking in the street, you see an Aveda on the side of the road, Pamim Sha'ata Masalin. You're allowed to leave it there. You don't have to pick it up. What's an example of Pamim Sha'ata Masalin? Zokin ve'enalich fi'fayda. So, for example, if someone's a Zokin and it's enalich fi'fayda of him to pick up this Aveda, so Pamim Sha'ata Masalin, the Allah is, he does not have to pick up this Aveda. There's Machloikis Rishonim. What that means. Most Rishonim say that what it means is, is that he doesn't have to. But if he wants to, of course he could. The Rush argues. The Rush says that if someone's a Zokin and it's Eino Lefich Voidoi for him to pick up the Aveda, not only does he not have to pick up the Aveda, but he's not allowed to pick up the Aveda. And the reason is because it's a bazillion for him to do it. And even though... But he can't be moichel on his busyness. The bottom line is, if someone is in a situation where it's a zokin ve'enalich fi'foyday, the shita of the rush is that he's not allowed to be moichel akfoyday. You cannot do something that's enalich fi'foydcha. Fake Rabbi Chanan. If that's the case, Amru Olav al Hilul Azokin Shalokach Lo'oni Ben Toivim Echad Sus Lurkay Valav Ve'Eved Loritz Lefanov. He himself ran three milim in front of this, this person. This is an Oni Ben Toivim. He's riding on a horse. Can you imagine Hillel Azokin's running in front of him? Who was Hillel Azokin? Hillel Azokin was the Nasi. He was definitely a Zokin. And he was definitely a tremendous Tamil Chacham. So how could Hillel have been Rotz Lefanov? Bechayre has no right to do that. Now, you'll tell me he could be Moichel Akfoyda, but what about according to the Rush? The Rush says that if a person's in a situation where it's knocking the Enel he has no right to be Moichel on his covet. So if he has no right to be Moichel on his covet, how is Hillel allowed to do this? Rabbi says you have to say, that maybe he did this in a field. He did this when nobody was looking. Nobody saw. And because nobody saw, so he didn't violate this Rush who says his halacha 
With regards to Zokin, the Enelich Another Pasha Teretz, you could say, is who said Hillel did this when he was a Nasi? Right? The Gemara says, Amru Allah al Hillel Zokin. But that would be like saying, you know, they say that the Chsam Seifer, when he was a child, right? Even though when the Chsam Seifer was a child, he wasn't in real time known as the Chsam Seifer. But today, if I'm going to tell you a story that happened to the Chsam Seifer when he was a child, you would say the Chsam Seifer. You wouldn't say, oh, Ramosha Schreiber, when he was a child. No, you would say the Chsam Seifer when he was a child, right? That's the way you would say it. So they say about Hillel Azakin before he was Hillel Azakin. Meaning at the time he did it, Hitaka wasn't Hillel Azakin. It just so happens that this is something that he did. But either way, Either way, this is Rebbe Chonin's grace Akasha, and you have to say some sort of Eitzah to answer this Kasha. This morning, I was discussing the Kasha with my son Ari, who is learning Mesechtis Kedusha now, and I told him the Kasha, I said, this is a Kasha I'm going to speak out tonight. So he's learning Perik Ishmakadish, and he had a Murad HaGetzushta. He told me that the Gemara says in the beginning of Perik Ishmakadish, everyone knows this Gemara, the Gemara talks about Mitzvah Bo Yosemi B'Shluchai, and there's an Indian for a person to prepare for Shabbos. Ki Hadarab Safra Machrech Reisha, Rabba Malach Shibuta. These great Amoram, they used to go ahead, and they used to be Mechabit Shabbos by themselves. They would prepare for Shabbos by themselves. This Halach is brought down in Shulchan Aruch. The Mechaber in Simen Reishnon brings this Indian. He says that a person should be mishtadl to prepare for Shabbos for yourself. And he says, a person shouldn't say, it's unbefitting for me to do it. Because you're an ish mechubit, you want to do something mechubitik, be mechubit Shabbos. So my son Ari showed me a bir alacha. We grabbed a spoke at this bir alacha once upon a time. And the bir alacha on this halacha in Shulchan Aruch says that what did the mechaber want with those words? What do you want with that? He's coming to be moist or something. What did he want with that? So he said he's coming to answer the chavis yor's kasha. Chavis yor's kasha. What's, what, what's the chavis yor's kasha? Chavis yor asked that how would these amoyroim allowed to prepare for Shabbos? L'chayra, according to the rush. Mamash this kasha. According to the rush, that a zokin ve'eno l'chvich foydoi can't be moichel on his covid. So how were they allowed to prepare for Shabbos? So the chavis yor says that if a person does something and it's clear to everybody that what he's doing is l'shem mitzvah. So then, in that instance, there's no problem of zokin ve'en elchich foyday. Zokin ve'en is only, if a person is doing something, it's not clear that what he's doing is a mitzvah. But if it's clear that what you're doing right now is a mitzvah, so then there's no problem of, of zokin ve'en elchich Why not? Zok techav is yor kizehu kfoyday. That's the biggest covenant in the world. So if a... Uh, a Zokin is walking on the street and he sees an Aveda. He's going to pick it up. But it's Enel Lafich Foyda for him to be walking with this, Sechvesh, what it is. So over there, being that it's not clear that what he's doing is the mitzvah of Ashavas Aveda, Zokta that's where you have this halacha. But in a case where it's clear you're doing the Lashem mitzvah, it's Erev Shabbos and Rav is in the kitchen and he's preparing for Shabbos. Why is Rav in the kitchen, Erev Shabbos? Because he's preparing for Shabbos. So it's clear he's doing it for Shabbos. That's not Enel Lafich Foyda. To the contrary, Zehuk Foyda. So, Ari said, that's the terrorist to this kasha. It's true, Sadar Rosh. And it's true that the Rosh says that you can't go ahead and do something that's Einalafich Foydoi. But over here, Zehu Kvoydoi. It was clear that Hillel was doing this for a mitzvah. No one thought Hillel took a side, a part time job on the side to run in front of people that are riding on horses. It was clear to everybody that what he was doing was a mitzvah. And it's for that reason, it's not a kasha. 
I looked around and I found that he was Bechavan to the Chidah. This Kasha, that's Rabbi Chonin's Kasha, was asked 200 years ago by the Chidah. Chidah, in fact, asks this Kasha in Pesach in Nayim, and he asks this Kasha in Maris Ayin as well. It's two Svarim that he wrote in Divri Agad. He asks it on bo- in both of the Svarim. In Pesach in Nayim, he says a Teretz, and then in Maris Ayin, he says that I wrote a Teretz in Pesach in Nayim, but now I realize I have a much better Teretz. And you know what his Teretz is? Listen to these words. Inami he quotes the same exact Chavis Yar that the Bira Locha brings in similar Reishnon. But either way, this is the Chidah's Teretz. His Teretz is that you're going to tell me this is Eino Lechtich. But he was doing a mitzvah. And for a person to do a mitzvah, this is the biggest cover in the world. Ayin Shah. But it's Yudua that the Bali Musa say a different Teretz to this Kasha. Chaim Shmulevitz in the Sichas. And that is, it's true, Hillel really should not been allowed to do this. Tazokim Eino Lechtich Vaidai. And according to the Rosh, you're not allowed to do it. So why did Hillel do it? So said Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, he said he must have realized that this person needed it so badly that if he wouldn't have done it for him, it would have been Pekuach Nefesh. And by the way, the next Gemara that we learned, this person who never ate Adashim and he came to him, the Chemya, you want to be eat Adashim? I'm happy to give you Adashim. I can't give you a Tarnagoylus Petum, a Basr Shaman, a Yayin Yashim. But if you want to come and eat Adashim, what happened? He ate Adashim and the guy dropped dead on the spot. So you see, there's some merit to this time though, right? So said Reb Chaim Shmulevitz that he must have dehered, he must have realized that this was a question of Pekoach Nefesh. And because it was a question of Pekoach Nefesh, so then Avada the Rosh is him that if it's a Shaila Pekoach Nefesh, there's no Allah of Zokim the Emel Chifoidai. Why is this a Musa Teres? Because Reb Chaim Shmulevitz said, you see from here what it means, Akina, Covered my sinus other than oilum, that a person can become azoi to fiddled, that he could be at a point where he needs an Evid Lorit Slafanov. And if he doesn't have the Evid Lorit Slafanov, he doesn't have that level of covet, it's going to be Pasha the Bechina of my sinus other than oilum. But the emphasis is the Bali Musa on Moisif, on what Rabbi Chaim Shmulevit said. It's said over in the name of the Kotzke Rebbe that the Kotzke said. That really, you see from this Gemara two things. Number one, you see from this Gemara that there's an Indian in Deimach Soirai that if a person needs COVID, you have to give him COVID. Right? That you for sure see in this Gemara. What's this Evid Laritz Lafana? What's this Suslir Gavala? That he needs COVID. So Deimach Soirai doesn't just mean you pay his bills. Deimach Soirai means if he needs COVID, you give him COVID. But you see even more than that. You see from here that you give a person COVID even if Be'etzim it makes no sense. Why? Think about this yet for a second. Imagine you're a bystander and you see Hillel Azokin is being ruts in front of this Ani Ben Taifim who's sitting on top of his sus. So what's your impression going to be? Oh wow, he must be so chashiv if Hillel Azokin is running three milan in front of him and the God Ladar is running in front of some guy. I have no idea who he is. No, you're going to think this person must be Nebuchadnezzar, that he needs Hillel Azokin, that Hillel Azokin thought that this is something that he has to do from his posh. That's what you're going to think. No one knows who he is. Hillel Azokin, you ever saw the God Ladar do something like this? It's never happened. So obviously, the reaction is going to be, Nebuch, this guy needed it so badly. So in this person's mind, oh wow, I'm getting such COVID. Look at this, Hillel Azokin's running in front of me. Uh, but what's the MS? He's not getting COVID, he's getting Bazioinus. But Afal Pekin Hill did it. Because if in his head this is COVID, you have to give it to him. You have to give it to him because that's all included in Dei Machzairah. And that's what the Kotzke Rebbe said. That you see from here that Dei Machzairah is, is that you have to give a person COVID. If a man felt COVID, it's included in Dei Machzairah. You have to give him any COVID that he's lacking. But not just that. Even if it's COVID Hamadumma, it's not real. There's something called real COVID. 
Melech HaKovid, Kol Masha Barak, Kadosh Baruch, Ulai Barak, Elo Lechvaydoi. It's coming Rosh Hashanah now. Malchias is all about COVID. But at the same time, this COVID Hamadumah, this falch and nourish a COVID. And you see from here that even if the COVID that you're going to give him, Klapi Shmaya Galia, makes no sense. And it's a nourish of falch a COVID. But at the same time, from the fact that Hilwa Zokin did what he did for this person, it's at the Katsukar That's a raya that if you know someone needs something, he needs to hear something, he needs you to do something for him, you do it and it's included in the mitzvah of Stalker. It's all included in the mitzvah of Day Mach Zaira.